It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the show. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to here on a hump day. We're going to talk about BYU football. Early signing window opens today. It'll be open for the next two days beyond this. But the vast majority of BYU signing class expected to sign their national letters of intent today. We'll delve into who you can expect to hear from. We'll also talk about BYU basketball. Big Rich Richard Harward announcing that he is done for the season. We'll talk about that and also all American citations as well as all independent team honors rolling in for BYU football. We'll dig into all of that ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's get rolling. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 15th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Some of you may know me by my alter ego on radio as Yawk, but nonetheless, a big thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our goal here is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans out there, and the only way to do that is to listen to this show daily. But in addition to that, please continue to share this with your family and friends. Our download number Numbers have never been stronger. It's an absolute credit to all of you. So thank you for your support of this venture. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us here. Listen to me, I guess, in particular, and appreciate your guys' patronage. Now, let's get going on today's show and talk a little bit about BYU football recruiting. Today, Wednesday, December 15th, is the open of the early signing period in NCAA football. It is a three-day period. It'll be open from today through Friday, where high school prospect, JUCO prospect, and I believe Transfer Portal guys can all sign national letters of intent to join the programs of their choice. Now, BYU, I think many of you who pay attention to recruiting has pretty much had their class locked in for some time now. The only two variables based on what I understand going into this early signing window for BYU right now are running back Jaden Ott, and we talked about him on last week's podcast. I had heard that he was coming on an official visit, but it sounds like it was uh, he did not make the visit because there was some concern that he may have already taken his five official visits. So, without him visiting Provo, it's pretty much a Hail Mary that he'll ultimately pick the Cougars, but there's an opportunity there. And then there's junior college sensation, the Snow College standout, Keontae Scott. Uh, I was reading things on this yesterday. It sounds like, according to Casey Lundquist over there at uh, BYU Cougs Daily for Sports Illustrated, it's down to Auburn and BYU, but Auburn firmly in the lead there. So those two are really the two variables. If BYU gets both of those guys, that's two four-star prospects to add to what is already a pretty stellar class for BYU. Based on the rankings, and if you go by 24-7 sports, composite rankings, which I tend to trust the most, BYU is set to sign their best class in terms of overall ratings in the Kalani Satake era. That I think is a direct correlation to the fact that BYU has won 10 plus games over the past two years. They're joining the Big 12. Any player who signs right now with BYU, regardless if they're going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints, or not, they will be playing in the Big 12. That is something BYU has taken out on the recruiting trail and has pointed to and has said, 
young man, you can come in here and help us make this transition. And we feel like, speaking of BYU, that the Cougars, we as the Cougars, can compete immediately in the Big 12. That is the thing that BYU is preaching to these young men. And the recruiting class, I think there are a lot of good players on it. They are led by a couple of four-star prospects on this roster on this roster, I guess the recruiting class overall in Cody Hagen and Isaiah Moa, both local prospects. Hagen out of Corner Canyon High School, rated at 89, uh, 8.8972 on uh, 24-7 Sports. And then Isaiah Moa just behind him, 8937. Both of them four-star prospects, and I think both of them are going to be absolute studs for BYU. I have talked about Hagen a lot in the past. This guy is a legit number one option as a wide receiver, has all the speed, has the hands, has just the overall ability to get the job done. The only thing maybe he doesn't have is just imposing size. But you know what? BYU is not going to be chock full of guys who stand six foot five, 210 pounds, and run a 4-3-40. That's just not BYU style. The good news is Cody Hagen's got plenty of size. Listed at six foot one, 175 pounds, he's got plenty of size to succeed at this next level, and I truly believe he is going to be a 1A type option for BYU when he suits up for the Cougars. Isaiah Moa, I think, is a similar type player. Ends up probably playing on the defensive line for the Cougars, but at 6'2", 240 pounds, he was an absolute nightmare for opposing offensive linemen at the high school level, playing there for Weber High School up in Ogden, Utah, and... I really, really like Ice's film. His nickname is Ice, and I think he is going to be an absolute stud. He's the son of former BYU, uh, not BYU tight end, Utah tight end standout Ben Moa. Uh, obviously, his uncle is former BYU tight end Carlos Nuno, so he's got connections to both programs, but decided to flip from Utah to BYU. And as he said, when Mamo says you're going to BYU, that's where you're going. So I look forward to seeing Ice on the field for BYU. I think he has got all of the ability in the world, and the way I understand He's going to enroll right away this coming January. He's going to be in the program right away. So you can expect to hear his name during spring ball, upcoming, obviously on throughout the summer, and hopefully can make an impression going into next season. I think the overall takeaway for me is of the 19 commitments for BYU is that they have recruited a lot of speed. They've tried to replenish the offensive line, which I think has gotten depleted in the last two years. And they've also tried to make sure that they shore up the defensive line. Now, the defensive line, to me, didn't necessarily have as big of a question mark in recruiting as some may have thought it had because I think there's a lot of young talent in BYU's defensive line room, whether it's a defensive end or whether it's the defensive tackle slash no tackle positions. The problem is getting those guys seasoned up, getting them the experience necessary to be that next crew who is the really just the bedrock of BYU's defense. I think they've done a good job supplementing a lot of that in this recruiting class. I also really like the fact that they're bringing in, a, as I mentioned, a lot of good offensive linemen. This offensive line class, folks, a number of them are going to go on missions right away, but this offensive line group, if they all live up to their expectations, you're talking about an offensive line Line collection of talent that could rival any in BYU football history. I know that's saying a lot because you can go back, look at the John Tates, the Eli Herrings, the Evan Pilgrims, go back even further than that. Robert and I was a standard offensive lineman in the 1980s for BYU. There have been a lot of, uh, Trevor Maddich for that matter, there have been a lot of stellar linemen in BYU history. I think Kingsley Suamataya, folks, has the opportunity to be an all-timer for the Cougars. Yes, he did not see a lot of playing time during his lone season at Oregon. 
Oregon before leaving the program and transferring to BYU. But I'm telling you what, Kingsley, if he comes in and he's right and he's feeling like he can uh, play at a high level right away, there's no reason to think he cannot start next season. He is that good. He is that talented. I look forward to seeing how he competes during spring ball and then on into training camp this coming summer and seeing how he does. But if he is right, if he's not if he's not feeling out of shape, all that stuff, but I have no reason to think he would be out of shape. But if he is not injured, anything like that, he should compete right away for playing time. I think most of the guys that BYU is bringing in, they're going to enroll right away, should be guys you should consider that can compete for playing time. Now, the other thing about BYU's recruiting class is there are some players on this recruiting class that I feel like BYU is giving scholarships to that just leave me dumbfounded. Call them, as I term them, the projects. And I, I mean this with no derision. I mean this sincerely that there are three guys I feel like on BYU's recruiting class right now that they probably could have offered a preferred walk-on offer to and probably landed them. That's my personal opinion. Maybe it's different. I do not claim to have any inside knowledge here. But Brooks Jones out of American Leadership Academy in Queen Creek, Arizona, Caden Scheidester out of Richfield High School in Richfield, Utah, and then Cooper Ross out of Heritage Academy in Mesa, Arizona. All of them, I guess Cooper Ross is the only one that has a two-star rating from 24-7 Sports. Brooks Jones and Chidester have no ranking. Uh, Chidester is a hard one to project considering he is a basketball player making the transition to football. I think all three of them are taking up scholarships that BYU probably could have pursued elsewhere or maybe held on to for the transfer portal. But as I said, this is just my personal observation. I don't get the infatuation with certain coaches on BYU's coaching staff with these projects. You're going to try and convert Caden Chidester into a tight end or a defensive end, six foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds. Okay, he has the body type. I get that. Brooks Jones, similar, six foot six, two hundred pounds. His older brother is Dean Jones, who is a defensive back for BYU. I actually think is a very polished player. But then Cooper Ross, six foot five, two hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah, he's got the frame, the ability, but he plays eight man football. These guys are huge question marks. I I just feel like BYU can do better than this. And that's my personal take on this. You could have given all three of these young men a a preferred walk-on offer, have them show up. And if they prove their abilities, similar to what we have seen with some of these other former preferred walk-ons, look at Tyler Algier, look at Dax Milne, look at other guys on BYU's roster who have made good on the bet that they made on themselves and earned that scholarship, then you reward them. Why do you need to give them the scholarship now, whereas you probably could have used that, maybe pursued a higher profile player, a better player in terms of the overall rankings, talent, whatever it might be, and then see who wins out in the end in terms of the talent department. That's my only, I guess, hot take on this is there, there's some guys on the bottom end of this 19 player class that I have question marks saying, why are they taking up a scholarship when maybe they would have taken that preferred walk on offer? As I said, only the coaches can answer to that, and we will have an opportunity to speak with Kalani Satake and hopefully some of his assistants live from Shreveport once signing day is kind of dead and put away. A lot of guys are going to sign in the morning. There will be some in the afternoon, so they'll be filtering in throughout the day, so stay tuned to our social media feeds, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates on when these guys sign, when they officially announce that they have signed their national letters of intent, but my overall takeaway is this is a very strong class for BYU, but I just feel like the bottom end of it, you probably could have taken those scholarships and maybe pursued some other players who may have bolstered this class. But 
Only time will tell. It's a crapshoot as it is with recruiting. And if you hit on one out of three guys, most coaches tell me, you're actually batting pretty average. You hit on two out of three, you're doing above average, and you actually are doing a really good job. So we'll see. 19 players. The hope is that 12 or 13 of them pan out as starters for BYU down the road. And if they do, BYU will have had to put together a pretty good recruiting class, all things considered. And they're not done. They obviously will have another month or so here to go out and recruit some other players ahead of actual National Signing Day in early February. So maybe a few more names will trickle in. And obviously, I'm sure there'll be transfer portal targets for BYU. Some guys transferring out, as you've already seen, but also some guys that BYU probably will pursue in the transfer portal as well. All right, so we'll have more on that. As I said, BYU expected to have media availability this afternoon. Actually, I know they will. It's 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, if I'm not mistaken. We'll play some of those comments on tomorrow's podcast and recap exactly who ultimately signed, any surprises that pop up between now and then. But we'll have you covered all the way around when it comes to the early signing window here for BYU football. All right, coming up here in just a minute, let's flip gears and talk a little BYU basketball. Some disappointing news for BYU center Richard Harward. What does it mean for the program moving forward. We'll delve into all of that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Intercap Lending. There's a reason that no lender in Utah helps more families with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close their loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you. Any of you who have been through either the initial home loan process to buy a home, refinance, whatever it is, you know how stress it can be. That's what Intercap is here to get rid of. And Intercap actually has a personal loan officer for all of our listeners over at the Locked On Cougars podcast. His name is Steve Carter. He's delivered hundreds of Locked On listeners that quick and simple process, including Locked On founder David Locke. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's not a new company. They've been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that stellar experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but they are licensed to help you with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. So if you need them, if you live outside Utah, they're likely able to help you as well. If you want to give Steve a call, he can help you out. His direct number, 385-800-8528. 385-800-8528 is the number. You will not find a more responsive loan officer than Steve. I have met with him. He is a very personable man, and he would love nothing more than to help you guys out with your house needs. Or you can go online to learn more about Intercap or Steve by going to intercaplending.com. Once again, it's intercaplending.com to learn more about Steve and the company or reach out to Steve directly, his direct number 385-800-8528. Intercap Lending, NMLS 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite. And folks, this is the scenario. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business, my friends? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated outdated financial software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth as a company with visibility and control of all of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budget 
budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Yes, head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash NCAA. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day, my friends. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Stay tuned for that. It'll be free and available on all podcasting platforms. Now let's take a minute and talk some BYU basketball. Some news I think many of us were expecting, but unfortunately I think I was among those holding out hope that this would not be how it goes. But BYU center uh, Richard Harward announced this on Instagram yesterday. I retweeted it on my Twitter feed as well as Locked On Cougars, saying, quote, Thank you for everything, Cougar Nation. After consulting with my doctors and coaches, I've decided to take ba- take a step back from basketball. The condition affecting my heart has developed further complications. For my health and safety, it has been determined that I will be out the remainder of the season. I have been overwhelmed with the outpouring of kindness and support. I am looking forward to cheering the team on to a great season. Go Cougs! This is disappointing news. Let's be let's be just straight up about this. Rich Harward is expected to be BYU starting center, really lock down the middle of BYU's front court and make life miserable for opposing big men. I love Richard Harward's skill set. This is a guy who was a uh, kind of overlooked recruit at Orem High School, was thought, okay, he's got some skill, but can he really harness it? He went to UVU and worked with Mark Pope as well as Chris Burgess, and they helped him blossom into a really good player. And then he followed them to BYU, bided his time, split some time last year, but this year was expecting to be the guy. And then in BYU's exhibition against Colorado Christian, he suffers uh, just a mysterious malady. And, okay, the situation, it, it looked like to me initially that it may have been something like dehydration, but they're saying it's a cardiovascular issue with issues with his heart. And there's a lot of speculation out there. Let me be clear about this. There's a lot of speculation as to what caused this. I will not be delving into that until a guy like Rich Harward or somebody in his family wants to speak on the record as to what they think affected this and caused this condition for him. You cannot officially speculate or I know you cannot officially report anything. That is what I will not do, folks. I am not going to delve into conspiracy theories, and I and I don't call them conspiracy theories just offhand because I've trust me, my Twitter feed is full of all kinds of insinuations about certain things going on in the world and how it affected a guy like Rich Harward and should he have done this, should he have done that. You know what? The simple fact of the matter is this sucks that he is out for the remainder of the season, and he was listed as a senior. So I, I don't know if his playing career is over. I don't know if he's done at BYU. He does technically still have a year of eligibility remaining due to the COVID-19 exception. So if he's able to get things in order, there is a scenario where he returns to BYU next year and plays out his career in a Cougar uniform. I would sincerely hope that is the case. I hope he gets that opportunity to be the guy for 
for BYU that he wanted to be. This is a guy who worked hard on his conditioning, lost weight, trimmed up, hoping to be that every game center for BYU, playing 25-30 minutes every single game, and just absolutely being that rock in the middle for BYU. His loss is just absolutely incalculable to BYU right now. And obviously compounded with the loss of, uh, as well, uh, um, Gavin Baxter. I was forgetting his name there for a minute. With Gavin Baxter going out to another season-ending injury, it has absolutely hurt BYU in their front court depth. They're relying on Young Bucks, uh, Fuseni Traore, as well as Atiki Aliatiki. Both of them freshmen. Both of them doing what they can to contribute. But BYU, they're new and Embrace what, what they're going to have to embrace moving forward here is to play more small ball lineups. Caleb Lohner, Seneca Knight, they have to learn to play more of a power forward slash small ball five role and be able to hold up for BYU. That is how BYU is going to win games moving forward. So it sucks. And I, and I sincerely, I want to be clear about this. Let me be sincere in saying that I want to make sure that I express my best wishes to Rich Harward, and I hope that he overcomes all of this. I sincerely hope this has that storybook ending that he returns to the core and he's able to play out his career in a BYU uniform and play out his basketball career for however long he wants to. If that's not the case, it sucks. And that that's the thing about this is you're just looking at this sincerely praying and hoping that he is going to be able to resume his career at some point. Like I said, I will not be delving into speculation. I've had a number of people reach out via DM, email saying, well, Jake, I've heard about this with Richard Harwood. What caused this? Can you can you talk about that? Here's the thing. As I have responded to those who have reached out, and I will say this just publicly right now, I will not delve into speculation. If Rich Harward, his family, or somebody who knows what is going on exactly wants to speak on the record, wants to be upfront about what is going on, what they believe caused this condition, or what caused it to pop up suddenly then great. We can talk about it. But for the time being, my only thing I'm going to say is I sincerely wish the best for Rich Harward as he moves forward. Big Rich is a great human being. He has been a very, very good member of the BYU basketball program, and he is missed. That good enough? Hopefully, I'm straightforward enough on that. And as I said, I'm going to be sure to track this. Obviously, anything new that pops up with regards to Rich Harwood, whatever statements he decides to make on social media, we'll address them as such. But for the time being, BYU basketball has to move on now and find a new way to play hoops. And I think that Mark Pope, he is going to really show his coaching chops this season because what he had planned for BYU going into the season with guys like Rich Harwood and Gavin Baxter in his front court, well, that's all out the window. He is having to completely retool and revamp how BYU is going to play lineup wise and he's having to do it on the fly that's not an easy thing to do but if there's a coach that has proven he's capable of doing such things so far in his career it's a guy like mark pope and i look forward to seeing what they do beginning with weber state on saturday evening all right coming up here in just a minute we'll round out today's show with some notes on the all-american citations as well as all conference i guess you call them or all independent team honors handed out to byu football players we'll get to all of that in just a second here first though let's talk about our friends over at bet online they have you covered all season they've been doing it all year long with more props odds and lines than ever before and as the football season continues their march towards the playoff it remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign 
sign up today for free and also make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. To get that welcome bonus, just use the promo code LOCKEDON and you get 50% of whatever you deposit the first time added in as free money to play with. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, use that promo code locked on for that uh, welcome bonus and take advantage of it now. That's all courtesy of betonline.ag, where the game starts. One final time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Built Bar. This holiday season, my friends, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar with our friends at Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor and covered in chocolate, but ma- but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And the best part is high in protein. You are getting the best of both worlds, my friends, both delicious and healthy. The best part is there are just a myriad of different flavors. I told you guys earlier this week that I was waiting on my order of the new egg eggnog flavor. It arrived. And folks, I'm a huge fan of that one as well. I have got so many favorites when it comes to Built Bars. I'd love nothing more than for you guys to give them a shot as well. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel to power through this holiday season. We know how busy it is. Family parties, shopping, handling everything going on. They want to make sure that you guys have the fuel to get through that. So throw it in your jacket or purse. You'll never know when you're going to need it. And make sure to tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in your stocking as well. Go to Built.com, place your order there. Give that eggnog flavor a try. I absolutely crave it. It was fantastic. They have a new gingerbread flavor that just dropped as well, so you can celebrate the holidays with their new holiday flavors. Built.com, while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. And once again, support BYU football via their name, image, and likeness agreement by supporting our friends at Built Bar. Once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with our friends at Built Bar. Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, I want to say congratulations to all the players honored with citations, both All-American as well as All-Independent Team honors yesterday, and they'll continue to come in throughout the upcoming week, but we'll continue to chronicle them. But let's start off. Congratulations to BYU running back Tyler Algier. He was named a second-team All-American by the Sporting News. Very much a deserving candidate. He is eighth in rushing yards in on the season with 1,409, third in total touchdowns, and number six in rushing yards per game with an average of 117.4. Very much deserving of this honor. I'm actually frankly stunned that Algier has not gotten more All-American citations so far this year, but hopefully they'll continue to roll in as we continue to see these All-American lists uh, roll out. The interesting part will be, does he ultimately decide he is going to move on and pursue his NFL ambitions, or does he come back next year when he absolutely would be a preseason All-American? I've got no doubt in saying that. You have a guy who's that good. If he were to come back for another year in a BYU uniform, There's no reason to think that he would not be a preseason All-American. Algier also joined BYU offensive lineman Clark Barrington on the Pro Football Network All-American team. Uh, Barrington was named a third-team All-American by the Pro Football Network. Algier, for some reason, only got honorable mention All-American recognition. There's a lot of good running backs out there, but folks, Tyler Algier, he is just so darn good. But no no matter what, congratulations to Barrington. That is his third All-American citation of the season, having already been named second-team All-American by Action. 
Action Network and third team by Pro Football Focus. Algier, I think, is up to number three as well. But congrats, excuse me, Algier got his second All-American recognition from Pro Football Network. And then also the Pro Football Network named their all-independent team. And there's some of these publications that put this out here. Call it an all-conference team. Let's just put it that way. It is the teams that are independent. And BYU is absolutely all over these teams. So let's run down the list real quick of honors handed out. Independent Coach of the Year, Kalani Satake. Independent Player of the Year, Tyler Algier. Independent Newcomer of the Year, Puka Nakua. Independent Offensive Player of the Year, Tyler Algier. Independent Quarterback of the Year, Jaron Hall. You getting the theme here? Independent Running Back of the Year, Tyler Algier. Independent Wide Receiver of the Year, Puka Nakua. Independent Offensive Line of the Year, the BYU Cougars. First Team All-Independent Offense, Quarterback, Jaron Hall. Running Back, Tyler Algier. Wide Receiver, Puka Nakua. Flex, Gunnar Romney. Left Tackle, Blake Freeland. Left Guard, Jared uh, Clark Barrington. Not Jared Barrington. That's Jared Patterson, who's just below him at center. Clark Barrington. On the second team, all offense. Flex, Nil Pau, right tackle, Campbell Barrington. All independent defense. Independent linebacker of the year, Peyton Wilgar. Independent defensive back of the year, Caleb Hayes, BYU. Independent defensive rookie of the year, Ben Bywater, BYU. Independent secondary of the year, the BYU Cougars. First team, all independent defense. Linebacker, Ben Bywater. Peyton Wilgar, linebacker as well. Cornerback, Jacob Robinson. Safety, Malik Moore. Flex, Caleb Hayes. All second team independent defense. Edge, Tyler Batty, BYU. And then independent punter of the year, Ryan Rico. Also punter on the first team, all independent special teams. Ryan Rico from BYU. Punt returner on the second team, Hobbs Nyberg. Special teamer overall, Jacob Boren from BYU. So a lot of honors being thrown out and congratulations to all of them. And I hope that they continue just to get things done moving forward. And by the way, there's a really cool thing that Tyler Algier, I just saw this come across right as I was recording this. Uh, He has partnered with Backdoor Burger, which is a burger joint in Provo. Uh, He will be uh, collaborating with them on a new burger called The Hammer. I called them the Sledgehammer. I think they're stealing my title. I'm going to have to give them a little call here, folks. But in honor of this collaboration, next Tuesday, December 21st, he's actually going to be serving you, you that burger when you order the hammer. He's going to bring it to you guys. You can go to this event. It's Backdoor Burger at 261 North University Avenue in Provo. Order that hammer burger next Tuesday between 630 and 830, and a percentage of all the proceeds will go towards the Huntsman Foundation for Cancer Research. And obviously, have number 25 in himself, the sledgehammer Tyler Algier delivering the hammer burger to you. It's obviously a really cool perk. So congratulations all the same to all those players who have been honored on all these all-independent teams as well as the all-American citations as well. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you for your support of the podcast. As always, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow me on Twitter at my personal feed, Jacob C. Hatch. You can find me there. And feel free to reach out anytime via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. Coming up on tomorrow's show, an exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU offensive lineman Joe Tukuafu preparing for the bowl game. What does he make of UAB? What about his journey from being a tight end in high school, having never played offensive line, to now being a starter for BYU at guard? We'll get into all of that on tomorrow's show. Until then, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 15th, 2021, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.